First Timothy <coughs> tonight. <coughs> First Timothy chapter one, and we'll pick it up in verse uh, eighteen. Uh, Paul writes, "This charge I commit unto thee, son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou by them mightest war a good warfare, holding faith and a good conscience." which some, having put away concerning faith, have made shipwreck, of whom is Hymenaeus and Alexander, whom I have delivered unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme. And we'll read uh, chapter 2, verse 1, which is the key verse for this uh, lesson 4. Uh, I exhort, therefore, that first of all, uh, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you uh, for your word. And, and God, I thank you uh, for your spirit. We praise you for Christ, who's at your right hand and our advocate. And, and Lord, we just thank you and praise you. We know that you're here with us tonight as you promised. And, and so, Lord, I, I pray that you fill me with your spirit. Help me ministering your word to your church tonight. And and God, uh, be with those in the nursery tonight. Fill with thy spirit. Uh, uh, and God uh, watching the children and, and Father, I just pray that uh, uh, Lord that you be with Lisa, fill her with your Spirit, teaching the lesson tonight to the deaf ladies as well. And, and dear God, as your Word goes forth once again, we pray that uh, that uh, souls would be saved, lives would be changed. Uh, we're thankful for those that are here with us on that are with us online tonight as well that uh, can't be here tonight. And pray that also you'd minister in every heart there. And, so, Father, we thank you, we praise you, and uh, we just ask these things in Jesus' name for his glory. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. <clears throat> so, we have seen that, uh, that uh, Paul is writing to Timothy. Uh, Timothy is uh, preaching at Ephesus and such, and there has been... Uh, problems addressed. We looked some through this study at the establishment of the church, and and uh, we would count Paul's venture there as success through the Holy Spirit and a great work done at Ephesus. There, uh, the word of God spreading out, uh, you know, to uh, Laodicea and Hierapolis and Colossae. Uh, from there, it was a great, uh, great work. And uh, we considered earlier in the lesson, you know, Paul uh, uh, picking up Timothy. Along, along his second missionary journey there, grooming him and, and such, and, uh, and uh, to where he's uh, preaching at the church uh, now. And uh, there are some false teachers have come into the church. Uh, and uh, in lesson three, uh, we saw that. We'll be looking some more at that. And uh, uh, Paul addresses them, uh, uh, addresses that issue. Name comes comes back and names some of them uh, uh, right here in uh, in uh, uh, verse 20, uh, and how he has dealt with them. Uh, we'll be looking. We'll be looking um, at that. Paul uh, spoke at the last lesson uh, uh, how he could change lives. Jesus Christ, and uh, we saw what he was before salvation and what he was after so all that God calls us to in the church he's able to do amen 
and he's able to change every heart uh, and, uh, and, and every life. Well, to address these problems, uh, we see uh, this lesson today uh, as we look at it. I thought that was an interesting picture there with the church on the solid ground and the others sinking in the sand, you know. And uh, that's, uh, that's a, a, a sobering thought uh, that uh, if we don't stand on the truth, uh, then we'd have nothing to stand on. Um, and uh, so we see, uh, saw uh, uh, last lesson, uh, Paul's power, God's power to change lives through the change that he made. And Paul, as an example, setting forth an example, he saved the chiefest of sinners. He saved the one that was injurious to the church. He saved the Christian hunter. And, uh, and so anybody ever says, you know, well, I, God could never save me. Just tell him, well, he saved the guy that wrote uh, half the New Testament. So, so I think, you know, and he, and he was a lot worse than you. So, so I think he can, he, can, he, can, you know, he can save anybody. So we are to learn that. So today we're going to look at, some, some, at the, the priority in problem solving is what the, the direction of this lesson is, is uh, today. Uh, many times in passing, uh, others in our routines will pass by them. We'll say, "How's it going?" or "How you doing?" And uh, most of us do that, and and we expect to hear, you know, a fine or going going okay, do good. How about you? And and you know, and, and on on our way we go. But sometimes, you know, someone may stop and actually begin to tell us how they're doing, and uh, they might begin with a problem here or a problem there, and and begin sharing with us, fr frankly, maybe more than we want to hear, you know. And uh, uh, you know, many times we, uh, you know, we put that out. And we all have schedules and, and uh, not having planned a time to stay there for half an hour and listen to, <laughs> listen to what's going on. So uh, we think about that. Uh, so uh, uh, we feel obliged to listen because we asked them, but we weren't really expecting for them to tell us how things are. Especially if they wanted to share their, you know, their problems with us on and on. Uh, by the way, I do have some outlines back there, and uh, I think the case study goes with that too. So feel free to pick those up. And uh, your book has the question: Who likes to sit for hours at a time and listen to people's problems? Uh, well, unless you're uh, exceptional, uh, most of us probably would say probably not my favorite thing to do. All right. And uh, and the second question asks. Uh, what, who likes to have someone else sit and listen while you tell them about your problems? And uh, uh, probably uh, 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 not, probably most of us would like that to some degree. And, and I know some of these questions are kind of, you know, ridiculous, you know. We obviously know the answer uh, uh, to those. But, you know, if we think about it, we talk about being able to learn from anything. Isn't there a reflection of our old nature there? Sure there is. Frankly, if we're honest, that, 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 that old nature in us would rather be have someone listen to our problems than, ha than have us listen to their problems. <laughs> it's just that basic, uh, that basic lost selfishness that's in us. We'd much rather, uh, I'd much rather tell you about my, about my problems than listen to yours, if we're, if we're honest, you know. And so that's something to challenge us and, and, and to recognize that when that temptation comes up and, uh, and, uh, and to submit ourselves to the Lord uh, in those things. And then question three asks, what do you suppose would happen if we spent as much time talking to God about our problems as we do talking to other people about our problems? 
uh, spending that, uh, that, you know, that time in prayer. Uh, and uh, I think we probably would be uh, much better off. Amen. And, uh, and that's the first place that we ought to go. Amen. Uh, to God. And by the way, it ought not to be the first thing we address him with. Should it be? We'll address him with thanksgiving. Amen. That's where we start and praise. Uh, there's always reason to do that. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord. And we have so many things in the Lord that are unchangeable. It doesn't matter what your circumstances are. We can always start out rejoicing in the Lord. Amen. And that's where we ought to start uh, giving God thanks and praise in sincerity. And yes, he wants to hear our concerns. Yes, he wants to hear our burdens. And, uh, and uh, uh, casting all your care upon him for he careth for you. He commands us to do that and, one, and wants to hear those things. But we do that. In the, in, in the proper order. Um, so problems do come up. Uh, uh, there are problems that, that, hin that hinder ministry. Now in these areas here, if there are problems in family, uh, what, what, kind of thing, what, what kind of problems do you think might rise up within a family that might hinder their ministry or the ministry of the church where they go to? Anybody have anything that you want to share there? What's that? Unforgiveness. Yeah, anything else? <clears throat> that's, a, that's a good one. Uh, and they give multiple ones. Uh, if, there is if there is a marital breakup, that's obviously going to be a problem in the church and, and a hindrance uh, uh, to, to the uh, spirit. Uh, it's not addressed correctly. Rebellion of children uh, within the family. Uh, uh, feuds <laughs> uh, within the family. Uh, uh, by the way, I was thinking also that some families, uh, even if they're getting along, some families may uh, may be tend to be want to be more faithful to their family than to the Lord. <laughs> well, if I do that, then my family is going to think I've really gone overboard, you know. And so it can go the other way, and uh, uh, and uh, not wanting to follow the Lord so closely for fear of uh, of. Of a family are not being pleased with that, and uh, that can be a can be a sad thing. Uh, of course, the standby is the type text here uh, in the church. False teaching. You saw that already, huh? And uh, early, earlier on in the in in uh, in, in First Timothy here, how that uh, that false teaching was uh, was what was coming in. Remember, there were uh, endless you know genealogies and pointless jangling we talked about in, 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 in the second lesson there and uh, just false teaching uh, creeping uh, uh, in, into the church uh, division in a church uh, and uh, uh, God wants unity in the, in the body of Christ and so all these things are, are things that come up and by the way we, we are to address them in a biblical way when they come up uh, no church is ever going to be free from all problems uh, the key is taking care of the problem, addressing the problems biblically, and taking and taking care of them uh, in that uh, in the, in that respect. Uh, worldliness, worldliness, uh, and uh, that can be that can be a, a problem, and uh, and needs needs to be addressed, especially if it's you know uh, language or dress dress in the church or whatever whatever it might be. Uh, but something it's something that's obvious, you know, to the church, obviously in public. And uh, or or to the public, you know, when pu when public knowledge comes back to the church of something that needs to be addressed. You remember the church, 
you know, when there's something going on, maybe, maybe we haven't seen it in the church, but public knowledge comes back, something going on, we find out it's true, that has to be addressed. And uh, uh, we've done that before. And uh, that's, uh, that's just something that we need to take care of. Uh, and then also society. Well, uh, thankfully, we haven't seen too much of this yet, though we have seen some, have we not? Uh, government intervention in the church. Uh, we are called to worship God. We are called not to forsake the assembling of ourselves together, if I might quote the word. And, uh, and so uh, we have seen some, inter some government interruption in that, uh, in, in some senses. Uh, thank thankfully, it hasn't been too much. We've been able to meet and uh, you know and uh, yield to the to the to the regulations and stuff that have been put out. So we're, we're thankful for that. Uh, persecutions. We've had very little of that here in in our land. You know, uh, the most uh, persecution that generally faces is, is that somebody will ridicule us. You know. Uh, or uh, or say angry words back to back to us, and, and we don't know what we're talking about, or uh, you know you're one of those, you know, or whatever whatever it might be, and that's about, about all that, that, that we have faced here around the world. Uh, people are still dying for their faith, uh, you know, day by day, and uh, so we can be thankful that God's given us this freedom of religion in our land uh, to where we can still at this point speak the word freely. And uh, we do it without uh, persecution, for which we are thankful uh, to the Lord. Uh, immorality, boy, uh, that's, uh, of course, abundant out there, and it can flood into the church. You know, if you're flooding yourself with all the things of the world, and then it's not long before it seeps into your life. You know, and uh, God has a way, by the way, of making those things known, doesn't he? When the church needs to know it, uh, you know, we... You know, uh, I believe as believers, especially leaders, elders of the church, we don't have to be spiritual detectives, okay? And uh, uh, God brings things uh, in the open. And when he does, we need to address it, amen? We may find out, somebody tells us, we, we, then we look into it, or it's, or it's, it's, it's op, 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 obviously visible in, in the church service or something. We address that, you know? Uh, I, I don't wonder what you're doing in your home in, in your home behind behind closed doors. Okay, uh, that, that, that that's up. That, that's not my job to, to hunt that out. All right. Uh, if if I need to know something, or if I, or if the leaders in our church need to know something, I, God, God will show us. Uh, what's the Bible say? Be sure you're a sin. Well, what? Find you out. <laughs> and uh, God has a, a, a way of doing that and letting those uh, know who need to know. And uh, and so. Uh, uh, we, we can we can uh, realize that all right uh, and then uh, <clears throat> uh, so when we think about these problems uh, uh, how might different people react to some of these problems anybody have anything that you looked at in your book you want to share about that how might people re different people react to some of these problems <clears throat> sister Lynn Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's a sad thing. Uh, I was saved under a very godly pastor, and, and uh, I'm thankful for that. And uh, I've only actually known three churches, really, in my life. The one I was saved at, the one I went to Bible college, and this one. And, uh, and I'm thankful that I have, have had faithful pastors. And when our... Uh, when our uh, 
pastor was called away from the church that I got saved in. He, uh, he, was, you could, he was called to another church. He left when the church was at a high point. <laughs> they had, uh, you know, the bus ministry was going good. They had just received a lot of money from somebody who died and left to the church. So it, it was not a time when somebody would ordinary to leave in the flash. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean things were rolling. It was like, whoa, where are you going? And, uh, and he got called away. And uh, the Lord, the Lord sent another pastor, another pastor, and he was uh, was and still is a good and godly man today. And uh, but he had quite a different personality, uh, and uh, just wasn't just 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 different person, a different way of doing things. And you know, it broke my heart because some people left, and I had been there through his. T- I, I had matured through the first pastor's teaching, and uh, and and now we're listening to the teaching. I'm thinking, yeah. He's saying things in a different way, but I'm hearing the same truth. I'm getting the same stuff out of here. Didn't our, didn't our previous pastor tell us this is what was counted? It didn't matter what personalities taught the word, and it broke my heart to see some people leave. Some people leave. And uh, that's true. It's a, it's a, it is a sad thing to see a church split. And, uh, and, and uh, uh, we don't, uh, uh, you know, especially if, 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 if it's over personality issues. Uh, that's something not to split over. Uh, I need to have the word of God being preached, and there'll be m- many different, you know, personalities and stuff in the way to preach that. But anyway, uh, God, uh, some people might ch- jump right in and try and fix it. Those problems that come up. Uh, some people might hear about the problem and just fall apart, you know, and lose, lose faith. Oh, that's going on in the church. Well, I'll go, you know, go somewhere else. Uh, some people might what explode in anger. Why that did what? Who did what? Who said what? You know, and just you know, make another problem themselves uh, by you know by, by by doing that. Some people might theorize about the problem. You know, well, here's why that that must have come out. It came because of this. Well, you know, they hadn't you know, been in church for a while, so that you know, whatever it might be, trying to figure out uh, those things. Uh, some people might deny the problem exists. No, that can't be. You know, and. Uh, uh, and uh, Brother Chris was mentioning too some other reasons. Some people might just might not want to address it for fear of of who's having the issue or something. And we need to not let that stop. See, we need to follow the Bible, and uh, we're all called to be involved in this thing of of the purity of the church and sharing in a godly manner and being concerned about that. And uh, so uh, so we consider that. So first of all, we look at the, prob- at, at the problems. Uh, we saw this. We read uh, verses 18 through 20. Uh, Paul had taken a break, and he'd shown them uh, uh, that how God delivered him, how the God had, uh, had uh, made him a before and after example uh, to encourage people in this thing of salvation. He had, uh, he had, he had given uh, Timothy a charge. He says, uh, I besought thee, uh, uh, to abide still at Ephesus, verse three. I went into Macedonia, that thou mightest charge some they teach no other doctrine. Okay, so now he picks it back up here in verse eighteen. Uh, uh, he says, he says, this charge I commit unto thee, son. He, he's going back to what he what he started talking about, uh, uh, according to uh, the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest by them war uh, a a good uh, a good warfare. So we see these problems in the church. They're coming in from multiple fronts uh, that Timothy has to face. The first one we're looking at is, is in, in the internal. 
problems that are internal in the church. These are, these are false teachers within the church uh, that, are, that are teaching uh, false things. He charged them to teach no other doctrine. Neither give heed to fables, endless genealogies. We talked about that in, in the second lesson. And he said in verse 5 of 1 Timothy 1, Now the end of the commandment is charity, what? Out of a pure heart and of a good conscience and of faith unfeigned. Uh, there's that sincere living for God. And uh, think about the Pharisee that came to, or the lawyer that came to Jesus. You know, what's the greatest commandment? And Jesus said, you know, love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, with all thy mind, all thy strength. Seconds like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. Remember that? I'm not sure that was the answer the lawyer was looking for. And who is my neighbor was his response. Well, Jesus then gave us the parable of the Good Samaritan. And uh, you see, because it just as important as knowing the law, which the lawyer did, was living the law, which the lawyer likely did not, especially regarding the Samaritans. And so Jesus used that to show him the importance of what? Love. And uh, 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 love. The end of the commandment is love uh, out of a pure heart, purity. Uh, and uh, out of a good conscience, that's, uh, uh, that's that knowing that you're walking with God, out of faith unfeigned, trusting the word, being sincere, not being, not being a hypocrite. And uh, uh, that's what uh, Christ wants to develop in all uh, of, of his children. And uh, uh, Paul went on to say in verse 6, uh, from which some having swerved have turned aside unto vain jang. And he talked about that. They wanted to be teachers of the law. And they don't understand what they say nor whereof they affirm, he went on to say. Teaching and, and preaching false doctrine in the church is a serious matter. It's not something to be, uh, to be taken lightly. We think about, uh, about the church here in, in, just a little further ahead in 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 15. What do we see about the church here? Uh, Paul says he's sending these things to Timothy, this instruction, but he says uh, he, ho he hoped to come to him soon. He says, but I write these things, but if I tarry long that thou mayest know how thou oughtest to behave thyself in the house of God, which is the church of the living God, the pillar and ground of the truth. So the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. Uh, so to allow false doctrine in the church would what? It would be a derailment of the very purpose to which the church has been called. We are to be the pillar and ground of the truth. We are unmovable in our foundations, that, that ground of the truth, and, and they are to be strong to build upon the pillar uh, of the truth. Uh, you, will, you will not be unmovable if you're not founded on the truth, and, you're not, and anything you build upon will fall if it's not built upon the truth. And so we are to uh, be preaching and teaching uh, the truth of the, of the Word of God. And Paul comes right out here again and names two individuals. Uh, this goes along with what Brother Chris is, is teaching in his lesson on Sunday morning. He's going to be expounded on that some more, Matthew 18 and such. And by the way, I believe that's what Paul's referring to here. He's like, he, says, uh, he says, I want you to have a good warfare, uh, holding faith and a good conscience. Some have uh, put away concerning faith. Perhaps these are like the Judaizers. They're trying to add the law uh, to salvation. We're not given the specific details, but that's a good uh, likelihood. Uh, he says, uh, because it's what? 
faith uh, by grace alone through through faith alone in Christ alone amen and uh, you add works to that you have affronted the gospel and by the way as ye have received Christ Jesus Lord so walk ye in him we are saved and we walk the same way uh, by grace uh, through faith and, uh, and and that's that's how we grow Perhaps these had been saying, well, no, to be saved like the Judaizers, you also have to, you know, uh, keep the law of Moses. No, 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 no. Uh, that's not it. And uh, we're not given the specific details uh, uh, of their offense. But it was clear to Paul, and by the way, I think when Paul says, I have delivered them unto Satan, that they may learn not to blaspheme, they have been churched. We have no reason to, uh, to, uh, to expect that Paul would do any different, having get, been given instructions from the Lord Jesus Christ in Matthew 18. Uh, and so these have been put out of the church and uh, and Satan is going to I'm going to come back to this this is a good uh, I'm going to look at some other le other uh, passages with this 1 Corinthians 5 5 where the one was delivered unto Satan for the destruction of flesh and also tying in the Christian's penalty unto death physical death there's some interesting uh, study there that kind of goes together I'm going to come back and spend some more time on this right here uh, but not tonight. Uh, I'll probably do that uh, do that uh, next week. Uh, so uh, he is addressing them. But he says uh, he talks about um, that some have. Uh, let's see where was that? <clears throat> this charge of committed the son Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou by them mightest war uh, a, a good a good warfare. Uh, what's he talking about? Uh, uh, the prophecies that went that went before on thee. Uh, in uh, by the way, uh, before, I, before I get there, uh, the church is the pillar and ground of the truth. The truth is the only thing that is lasting. Uh, the word of God abideth forever. Amen. And uh, and and other things other things will fall. If we build upon false doctrines, it's to build upon the false. It's like it's like building your house on the sand. Now, I understand that in Matthew chapter 7, uh, that's actually a secondary application. Because in Matthew chapter 7, what does Matthew, what does Matthew say? He says, he, he says uh, Jesus says, uh, uh, Everyone that, that heareth these sayings of mine, what? And doeth them not. So the parable of the sand is not uh, specifically, uh, first and foremost, uh, false doctrine. It's hearing the true doctrine and not doing it. Uh, that, that's building your house upon the sand. There is a secondary application. You obviously can't build your house on the truth if you're not getting it. Amen. And so if you don't get the truth, your house is going to fall. That would be a secondary application there. Uh, and so, uh, so, we, so we realize that. Uh, so uh, Paul sends some things to, writes some things to encourage Timothy to, uh, uh, to, uh, to stand up against these false teachers and to uh, purge the church uh, of them and keep it pure uh, and so we look at some of those tonight uh, he says he says first of all he wants them to remember his calling to this charge I commend to thee son Timothy according to the prophecies which went before on thee that thou uh, by them mightest war a good warfare so I think Paul is reflecting upon Timothy's call into the ministry and we'll look at this some more here tonight uh, but remember when Timothy uh, started on that second missionary journey, uh, the apostle Paul came to Derby and Lystra, Acts 16.1. Uh, 
a certain disciple was there named Timotheus, the son of a certain woman, which was a Jewish and believed, but his father was a Greek, which was well reported of by the brethren that were at Lystra and Iconium. Him would Paul had to go forth with him and took and circumcised him because of the Jews, which are in those quarters, fully knew all that his father was a Greek. Uh, and if we look ahead in 1 Timothy chapter 4, verse 14, Paul writes to Timothy, Neglect not the gift that is in thee, which was given thee by a prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So uh, Timothy uh, was uh, ordained into the ministry, no doubt, as is the, as is the, the, the process uh, in, in getting called into the ministry. And so the Apostle Paul is encouraging Timothy to remember that he says, according to the prophecies that we went before on thee. Now, as you study that, uh, that uh, well, let me, I'm getting ahead of myself. He's ordained in the ministry. So Paul's trying to encourage him to remember that. He's trying to uh, encourage him with, with what went on there. There, were, there are responsibilities that came with that calling. 1 Timothy 6, 12, fight the good fight of faith. Lay hold on eternal life. Remember, Timothy, as an ordained minister, you're called to all these. Okay? Uh, you are leading in that. Fight the good fight of lay hold on eternal life. Whereunto there also are called and has professed a good profession before many witnesses. Uh, he'd already received that, uh, that, uh, that confession by those. He was well reported of, remember? Uh, the Apostle Paul obviously, obviously was looking for that. If he, if he would take Timothy, he was looking for someone to go along with him in the ministry there. We see the responsibility given. Uh, 2 Timothy 2.2 2, 2. These things, uh, and then uh, these things, the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, among many witnesses, uh, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also the things which thou hast seen and heard of me. Commit these to others faithful who will be able to, sh to preach and, and, and disciple others as well. These are responsibilities that Timmy had, that Timmy, Timothy, <laughs> That's funny. That Timothy, uh, he'll probably talk to me about, about that when he gets to heaven, when I get to heaven. <laughs> that, uh, that, uh, that Timothy has taken on as, as a minister. And, uh, and so Paul's reminding him uh, to encourage him, uh, to charge him uh, in that. And uh, he says, according to the, he says uh, in the passage there, he says, uh, I commit this charge, I commit unto the son Timothy. Of course, Timothy uh, was, uh, was uh, led to the Lord by Paul. Uh, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, that thou mightest by them war a good warfare. What's he talking about? The prophecies that went before on thee. Well, that term there, went before on thee, can mean uh, one of two things. It can mean prophetic uh, uh, utterances, prophetic uh, uh, pronouncements that... that dealt with Timothy's future ministry. Or it can be looking back, when it says prophecy went before on thee, it can be looking back into the past. Uh, that phrase in the Greek can have either meaning. And, uh, and so the context, uh, 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 I think, will reveal uh, what, we're, what we're talking about here. Uh, I'll let you know uh, what I believe it is and why. But uh, he says, uh, according to prophecy went before on thee, now he says, uh, some have associated this with Timothy's, or, Timothy's ordination into ministry. Some believe that some with a gift of prophecy spoke in predictive terms 
about Timothy and his future ministry. And that's possible. Uh, there, were, there, were, there were New Testament prophets. There were those who predicted drought and such and had, had predictions of future events. You remember uh, uh, reading that in the New Testament. Also, uh, Silas himself, one of, one of uh, Paul's partners, was a prophet uh, Acts, in, in Acts 15.32. And Judas and Silas, being prophets also themselves, exhorted the brethren with many words and confirmed them. Uh, that was when they got, they, they got uh, when, when that, the church at Antioch there was starting up. And uh, Paul Silas, uh, the, listed as a, as a prophet there, would later be on with, with the Apostle Paul on his second journey when he picks up uh, uh, Timothy. So uh, it could be uh, that that could be something. Uh, it could be that just as they exhorted, when, when they ordained Timothy, just as these exhorted uh, uh, those at Antioch when the church started there and encouraged the believers these, the, these spiritual believers Silas and, uh, and Paul and, and those at Ephesus other, others that were there exhorted him, exhorted him spiritually uh, regarding truths uh, of the word the written word of God the Old Testament those things that applied to Christ and perhaps even the New Testament which was being spoken through the Apostle Paul and others at the time, but was not yet Scripture. Uh, they likely, you know, uh, preached those things to him. You know, Paul Paul preached Scripture before it became Paul preached the Word before it became Scripture. Scripture means it's written, okay? But when when Paul said when Paul spoke, he said he spoke the Word of God, and uh, and so that may be what's what he's referring to here 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 with Timothy. Uh, uh, so the word, when he says, uh, according to the prophecies which went before on thee, uh, the word is used in reference to the gift of prophecy as well as the scripture itself. Uh, it's, 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 it's kind of the same word. So there's the prospect that this is simply the word of God preached or written and the impact that it had on Timothy's life uh, when he was called, uh, uh, to, uh, called of Christ to serve. It seems to me that those who would have laid hands on Timothy Recognizing his call to preach also charged him to be faithful to the scriptures. And by the way, to be faithful to the traditions which they had seen. And we, just, we looked at that earlier. Paul was preaching the word before it was written. And so they were, they were to keep that. And, uh, and, uh, and likely Timothy was given those things as well. Uh, things was outlined the duties of a pastor or evangelist. Uh, and uh, in 2 Timothy 4 or 5, uh, Paul will write, he writes, he says, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy, of thy ministry. So does that mean Timothy, that, that Timothy had the gift of evangelism? Not necessarily. Work of evangelism, of course, we recognize it as soul winning and, uh, and, and, and uh, bringing converts to Christ. It's going out there and witnessing in that manner and helping churches in that manner. But listen, when it comes to gifts of the Spirit, we're all commanded to do those things. Uh, uh, we're, we're commanded to witness, even if we're not an evangelist. We are commanded uh, to help others, even if we don't have the gift of helps. Amen. We, we are commanded to do all those things, whether we're gifted in them or not. And so Paul telling Timothy, do the work of an evangelist, he just, he, he, maybe he had that gift. It doesn't seem likely that he did, some of the things that Paul said. But what he's saying is, don't forget to be a soul winner, Timothy. Uh, if, you're, if he's gifted, that, that's obvious. 
But it may be a challenge to him. It might be something he would let go by the wayside if not encouraged. And so Paul encourages him, uh, encourages him in that. Uh, and uh, uh, and so, so we see that. Uh, 1 Thessalonians 2.13, Paul writes, For this cause also thank we God without ceasing, because that when ye received the word of God, which ye heard of us, ye received it not as the word of men, but as it is in truth, the word of God, which effectually worketh also in you that believe. And, uh, and of course, when did the apostle Paul uh, plant that church at Thessalonica? Second missionary journey. Uh, Timothy would, would, you know, would, would be with him at that time. And there he's speaking what? The word. And he says, and you keep it like it's the word of God. Why? Because it is the word of God. And that's very likely the same thing he's saying. He's saying to uh, saying to, uh, to to Timothy here, and I think that he's talking about the the teachings of the Word of God as opposed to a prophetic utterance uh, here. And 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 this is why he says in in First uh, Timothy one, he says, uh, "This charge I committed to the son Timothy, according to the prophecies which went before on thee." Here it is. That thou mightest what? By them war a good warfare. What do we war a good warfare by? The word of God. We war a good warfare by the word of God. And so that's why I think that it was the scriptures that were being shared to Timothy through godly believers and even the word of God through the apostle Paul. And it was these things that they were saying, you remember that. Remember what we exhorted you to. And, be, and take courage and be strong. This is the word of God that you're depending on. This is your weapon. Uh, the Spirit's weapon. The sword of the Spirit is the word of God. And, uh, and that's what we war a good warfare by. And that's why I think it's, it's referring primarily to, uh, to, the, to the word of God. And, uh, uh, and uh, so uh, it certainly is, is applicable to that. All scriptures given by inspiration of God that is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be perfect, truly furnished unto all good works. Truly furnished unto all good works. We have everything we need in the word of in the word of God, and so I think Timothy had everything he needed in the word of God too, uh, and he was to remember that. Uh, and uh, and uh, we are to take the helmet of salvation, the sword of spirit, which is the word of God. Uh, so I think he was talking about, about scriptures there. Uh, we've all been called to minister the gospel as a personal witness. You know, we think about Timothy, and I'll, I'll, I'll close with this. Uh, uh, well, well, preacher, we, we're talking about Timothy. He's, he's the preacher at Ephesus, and Paul's encouraging him. Well, well, that doesn't include me. No, no, we're all what? We're all witnesses, aren't we? And we're all, uh, uh, when, when you got saved, when you got uh, born, born again, you became, whether you know it or not, a, 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 and I became a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. The only question is, how are we serving him? Amen. Uh, how are we doing? And, uh, and we also are supposed to be faithful, uh, faithful witnesses uh, for the Lord. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Paul writes, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, he just explained, got done explaining all that God had done to accomplish salvation and, and, to, and to bring Jew and Gentile together in one body uh, uh, through, through the cross. He says, you know, I beseech you therefore, brethren, because of the mercies of God, that you present your bodies, what? A living sacrifice, holy, 
acceptable unto God, which is what? Your reasonable service. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove or test or live out. You may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And so that is for every believer. And every one of us is called to be a witness. Every one of us needs that boldness that Timothy needs. Every one of us needs to look back. Timothy may be able to look back to his ordination and such, but we can look back to our salvation as, as can Timothy and know that we were called what? Jesus said in, uh, in Acts 1.8, Ye shall be what? Witnesses unto me. That's all of us. That's all of us. Uh, and, uh, and so we can be encouraged by that, challenged by that when the, when the going gets tough. And, uh, and uh, we'll, we'll get into that uh, next week. We'll look at uh, bullet number two there, point number two, uh, that he's called to be, to be a soldier. Uh, let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your, for your word. And, and God, I th I'm thankful that we depend upon you for everything in this church. We need to. Father, we, we pray and, and we study as we, as we preach and teach the word. And we pray that your spirit would use us while we're preaching. And, and Father, that you would do what we can't do. And take the word and, and to our hearts and give us understanding, Father, and help us, help us to apply it, God. And, and I pray that as we read this letter uh, from the Apostle Paul, uh, a letter given to strengthen him and, uh, in the warfare that he's, face, that he's facing, God, that you will also strengthen us and make us strong, Father, even as Paul wanted to see Timothy strengthened and, and help us face the uh, the, the, the problems that come our way help us face the challenges, the challenges that we do face in our society and God help us uh, Lord to be faithful uh, in, in these things and, and Lord help us to be careful to thank you and praise you for all that you've wrought in our lives and all that you continue to do and Father we pray ask it in Jesus name Amen